0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs, the show that's constantly talking and showing you stories about entrepreneurship in this economy. Uh, My name is Jeffrey Davis. I am the host of Radio Entrepreneurs. Uh, Today, we're going to be speaking with Jamie Copeland, uh, the founder of Hudson's Design Architectural Firm. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Uh, Tell me about uh, your practice at... uh, Hudson Design, because I know that it's something very, you know, you're very unique at what you do.
1: Well, uh, thank you. Uh, it, um, it's it been a process. Uh, and I uh, i once had a, a client say, um, uh, he, he didn't like process, but process is such a, a life function that it's a, an architect's, uh, it is our way of, getting the best decisions made, so um, when you say unique uh, uh, practice, we had, um, we started like most people, I, and I was an intern, I um, was working in New York City, and I had uh, had come to understand I had some gifts, um, I didn't know necessarily how to use them, but I knew that um, early on in, in uh, my childhood, I had uh, been playing with blocks, um, and I found I had a passion for building things, and that led me to uh, the School of Engineering, um, and then, um, ultimately, I realized with some frustration that, that engineering was not as creative as I had hoped, and my roommate at the time was an upperclassman, and uh, he can he would come in uh to the room and, and crash into bed about 2 a.m. And I, finally, I realized he was not a drinker. And uh, I asked him, Chuck, where do you go until 2 a.m.? And he said, well, come, I, I, I'll show you. And he took me over to a building on the east end of campus where the lights never went out. And I had assumed that uh, that's where they generated steam for uh, nc state campus because uh, the, the lights never went out and um, he took me into this building the uh, liazar hall and it was full of studios there were people there making furniture there were um, landscape architecture students doing murals um, there were graphics artists uh, architects uh, building models of buildings and it was ju- it was fascinating I, I realized at that point i needed to changed my uh, degree. And so I transferred into the School of Architecture. And um, that led to, uh, I've I've now been doing this um, 30 plus years and I I love what we do. And I've I've got a a like-minded group of people with me who also have discovered a way of serving people with their
0: gifts. So Jamie, uh... What you know, some of the things I know about architecture sometimes you know, there's a look and there's a feel, there's a style. Can you describe your look, your feel, your style? What makes you Jamie?
1: Well, you know, that's and that's a that is an important question, and it, and it is an important realization for me that it is not about me. Um, um, I've discovered that to practice well and to serve well, uh, it's not about me. We spend a lot of time understanding what our clients want, understanding what drives them to buy a piece of real estate or to move to a certain community. Um, It it has been an epiphany in a way. Um, I worked for architects that, were driven by getting published, some. Um, some were driven by making money. Uh, those were those were the particularly misguided. Uh, but there were a lot of reasons why people sought out architecture, um, but many of them were not very fulfilling. Um, what makes architecture fulfilling for me is serving other people. So it's never been about my look. We spent a lot of time trying to help clients, owners, families, discover their style. And we do it beautifully. We do it uh, with with an understanding of uh, design, understanding of uh, the history of of, uh, architecture and and the many um, uh, ways in which you can uh, accomplish good design. Oh, so it, thing- uh, it's not about me. It's not about our firm.
0: It's- well, obviously, but, you know, I have heard that you have, a, you, you know, you, you you look at the uh, structure uniquely in terms of it's how it blends into the environment. Uh, for me, that's just, you know, I, I don't understand it unless you could sort of explain that a little bit better to me.
1: Well, um, one, uh, one common mistake um, that architects make is uh, to focus on the thing you know to to creating something um it's really a a um, it's a collaboration of of um things it's a it's a an amalgam of influences that really start with the land and the owner's goals those are the the fundamentals i had one professor uh gave us a very a poignant lesson about uh, how you master plan and how you how you focus on the most important components he brought in a, a big glass uh, vase a bucket of gravel um, three rocks a pail of sand and a pitcher of water and he looked out to the audience and was uh we had a class of uh, first-year design students. And uh, he said, um, Who, who's going to bet me that I can fit everything in this vase? And of course, we look at all the components and we think, there's no way. Uh, there's no way all of that's going to fit in. And so he, one by one, he carefully placed the big stones inside the vase. Uh, he then took the gravel. And poured the gravel in, and shook, and said, "All right, you think the rest of this is going to be?" Now, by that time, we were on to him. We realized our uh, our mistake. You know, was assuming that um, all of that stuff had to go in at one time. He took the pail of sand, and he poured that in, and shook it, and then he and he held up the pitcher. And of course, by that time, you know, the the gig was up. We we knew it was he was right, but the the point of his message was you have to get the large, most form-giving components into the project first. So if you're if you're working for a family and they have a special needs child, that's one of the large stones you got to work with. Uh, if you're working for a company and they have a particular process that is critical to their making money, you've got that's got to be the big stone that goes in first. Um, I had an interesting experience with a client up in Albany. The father was claustrophobic. Uh, the son uh, had um, an inversion for spaces large he he was um, uh, he was terrified with large spaces and you can imagine, I'm sitting there in their, uh, at their dining table and we're, we're talking about the house. And he's saying, You know, I want this foyer to be soaring. And I want, you know, even meanwhile, his his son is getting, <laughs> is, is ducking his head, get, trying to get under the table. And, and finally, it came time to, to talk about the bedrooms. And I, I asked Brian, and I said, Brian, where's your favorite hiding place? Because I knew most children. Uh, have trouble with large spaces, especially those who are special needs children. Uh, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. And he hopped up and he disappeared into the living room. And we followed to to find him. And he was nowhere. He's not behind the curtains. He's not on cushions. I mean, he he had completely disappeared in that living room. And finally, I, I looked at this, at this coffee table that had a display case in it that stopped at about six inches from the floor. Brian had gotten his entire torso underneath that display case uh, and it was his place to hide. Uh, so it just goes to show you we, we, have, we have within families, we have sometimes conflicting ideas um, that have to be worked out uh, in early in the process. Um, and it is these, these large ideas that must go first. And so that, that, um, that has driven uh, a lot of our processes. How do we help clients? How do we help owners? How do we help uh, family members identify what's truly important
0: to them? interesting uh, we are speaking with uh, jamie Co- uh, copeland uh founder of hudson design at uh, jamie if someone wants to view some of the firm's work get to know and maybe contact you how would they find you
1: uh we have a website uh it's um hudsondesign.pro um we have uh yeah we have a website and we also uh, have a facebook page um uh, and uh, yeah, I, I we we try and be we we try and be uh, findable. Uh, we're in Garrison, but we also uh, do quite a bit of work uh, up and down the Hudson River into uh, the Adirondacks. We've done projects in the Caribbean. Um, I, uh, in March, I'm going to uh, Malawi uh, to uh, talk with the founder about a. a high school that she wants to build in Malawi. Uh, I would say that we're not bound by a region. Um, It's more uh, finding, you know, the right mix of things that we're really good at. I would say recreation, hospitality, and uh, bespoke um,
0: residential work is probably our forte. Great. And I want to remind everybody that this is Radio Entrepreneurs.